Welcome back to another episode of Unwise Girls. I'm your host, Jacqueline. I'm your other host, Jane. We're your premier podcast all about Rick Riordan's uh, various fucking media franchises, uh, including non-books. And today we're joined, uh, as we were last time for our previous movie episode, uh, by a very special guest, except this time it's a different one. So in that way, it's not like the last one. Uh, we got a new one. Uh, we got a new <laughs> one. We, we traded in. <laughs> in. Introduce yourself, very special guest. Oh God! Hi, um, I'm Kiara. I'm very special guest. Um, I guess I I don't have any other information about myself I can think of really. I don't have anything to promote. <laughs> Kiara is a uh a, a genius, uh, a linguist, a uh a, a political rabble rouser, uh, a uh girlfriend of mine in this world, um. <laughs> And uh, many things of note. And also a lifelong Percy Jackson fan? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I really, really was obsessed with the books when I was, like, in, like, the fourth and fifth grade. I oh, had, shit. when I stayed after school, like, in, like, at, at my elementary school, because my parents were usually late to picking me up, like, for those, like, 20 minutes of waiting for parents to pick up, like, I had, like, this fake school thing where I would make um kids in my class like like, as if we were going to camp half blood and stuff and like there was also other cringe stuff like with other um not (laughs) that's not cringe that's adorable but but, um but like but yeah and i i made like a fake newspaper once for like the olympus oracle and i made like articles oh my god like that rules but um but it's been so long, though. So even though I think I read like basically all of the first series, I forget so much now, to be honest, even though I used to be so obsessed with it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, that's perfectly fine, because if you didn't know the rest of the series after watching the first movie, the second one just takes you right through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do actually have some news before we get started. There is going to be a new Camp Half-Blood book. Oh, Yeah. Uh, this book is going to focus on uh, Nico and uh, Nico's boyfriend. Uh, spoilers, I guess. Oh yeah, that wasn't in the titles of any of these articles. You just spoiled oh. that for me. Wait, it wasn't? No, it was just uh, Nico and Will. Oh, fucking Jesus, whatever. <laughs> you don't know who Will Salas is anyway, so yeah, it's no, fine. Yeah, I have no idea. It doesn't matter. I'll forget by the time we, we get there. But yeah, so uh, Rick is uh, providing us more content. That's that's another solid uh, four or five episodes for us. So thank you, Rick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess we can get right to the summaries. Uh, Jane, am I am I having to? Okay. Well, I did it last time, so I think you should do it this time. <laughs> okay, so it's been a while since our last movie episode. We we do things a little differently. Instead of uh, carefully writing out the summaries in advance. We kind of go by stream of consciousness and don't really, like, summarize it properly in any meaningful way. <laughs> so I would highly recommend just, like, having a look at the Wikipedia summary. <laughs> or, or watch the movie, I guess. You could do that. Don't. I mean, okay. Don't pay for it, but, you know, you could watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, 
we fucking we let me go back into my mind palace and rewatch this movie. God, we get <laughs> we get the fucking the opening scene where we see uh, Thalia, or as it's pronounced in this movie, Talia, <laughs> getting uh, murked by monsters just outside Camp Half Blood. Uh, <laughs> and then cut to like a bunch of a bunch of farting about a Camp Half Blood, which basically like is there to establish a lot of the world building that Lightning Thief just skipped, but it kind of needs to be there for the premise of this movie to work. So like, it's all it's all stuff that you can take as read if you know anything about the series. Uh, but we skip over all that stuff. Percy has a character arc about imposter syndrome, I think. Uh, we, we meet Clarice, who is like Malfoy now. She's just Draco Malfoy, but a girl. God... <laughs> uh, we're reintroduced to Percy's two best friends, uh, Grover and Annabeth. Grover is, is notably not being held prisoner at the start of this book. That's right. And then we we move on to to a new a new camper has arrived. It's it's Tyson. He's here. He just kind of wanders in and attaches himself to Percy like a lamprey eel. Then we fucking Luke. Luke comes into the camp. He brings a bull. It like sets some stuff on fire and then he poisons Talia's tree. Thalia, what the fuck? And so they, Clarice is sent on, on a quest to get the Golden Fleece and retrieve it. But before then, Percy, like, goes and gets the Great Prophecy from book five of the series, like, three movies early. <laughs> Except it's not quite the same prophecy. It also no. has a stipulation that he and Luke have to grapple over the Golden Fleece. And so because Percy has great respect for prophecies I guess he decides that he also must go on this quest with Grover and Annabeth and also Tyson shows up and nobody stops him so they go on the night bus but it's a taxi now (laughs) to Washington DC where they meet Hermes who gives them some gifts and tells them that Luke is on the Princess Andromeda and that they need to go there and stop him from getting the Golden Fleece. Which, they, they go, they try to do that, it doesn't work, they escape from the boat after... Oh wait, Grover gets captured in Washington also. He gets uh-huh. captured by Luke's people and used to track down the Golden Fleece. So he's gone by the time they get to the boat. And then they steal a lifeboat, go into the Sea of Monsters, get Vord. Uh, find Clarice inside the stomach of the creature that vored them. Uh, with her help, they break out, go to Polyphemus's island where the uh, thingy is, the sweater. They go, they go to the fucking island, they beat up Polyphemus, they take the sweater, they get Grover back, and then Luke shows up. He's, he's there, and he kills Tyson, and he takes the fleece, and he uses it to resurrect his master, Kronos. And you may notice that I just kind of dropped in Kronos out of nowhere without really explaining that. Don't worry about it, that is also how the movie approaches Kronos. He's (laughs) just kind of always been here. Yeah. Uh, So Kronos gets resurrected, which is a major departure from the book. Uh, Eats Grover and Luke, and then Percy fucks him up. Just kind of hits him with a sword until he dies. Then he goes back Uh in his coffin... Uh, all of Luke's people run away. Luke maybe dies. It's ambiguous. 
Uh, and then they go back to Camp Half-Blood and they do the thing where they use the fleece on Talia's tree, but it works too well and now she's back to life. And I think that was like, in the broadest possible strokes, the plot of this fucking fever dream. So, what did, what did you two think of Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters? Kiara. <laughs> yeah. You're a special guest. Do you want to give the first words on what you thought about this movie? Um, I mean, it, it wasn't very good. I don't know, there's always something about watching movies where I can just, like, feel, like, exact, like, the plot and joke beats that they're gonna do next. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't know. I don't have anything eloquent to say about that, but it certainly was just like, yeah, we can fit this this book into this format. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I that I wouldn't worry too much about that if the summaries had not tipped uh, everyone in the audience off already. This is not going to be an eloquent critique of this movie. <laughs> this is just going to be like stream of conscious, the three of us tearing into it for however long <laughs> we feel like it. My time to be cinema since. <laughs> I'm sorry. Why the fuck was why did Polyphemus live on a circ an amusement park called Circe Land? That is a very good question. Circe wasn't there. No. She wasn't there. I Okay, that that whole thing confused me cuz there uh-huh. are two jokes you can do there, right? Uh-huh. Which is either she was stupid enough to build a park there and nobody showed up. Or uh-huh. she built a park there as a trap, and the demigods were stupid enough to show up. Uh-huh. But both of them seem to be, like, approaching that in good faith. Like, she just built a theme park on an island with a cyclops on it, and people decided it would be a good idea to go, and then they all died. And then she fucked off. Where is she? Yeah, I... <laughs> They barely even, like, took advantage of, like, I don't know, like, any visuals that could come from, like, oh, cool, it's, like, an amusement park, but the, like, ancient Greek mythology, isn't that so cool? Like, no, it was just, like, kind of there, mostly. I mean, there is there is an obvious reason why this happened, which is they needed, they needed a big space for the effect shot of Kronos, <laughs> and the cheapest place they could get for, like, a big, wide-open space with some structures for him to knock over was a cheap, abandoned amusement park nearby. It's God. It's probably like the fucking like abandoned Six Flags in New Orleans or whatever. <laughs> God. Okay. Should we just like take this from the top? I guess. I think so. Okay. I've, it took me like four hours to watch this movie because I had to keep stopping to like write down notes and also like stop myself from having a deep vein thrombosis. I think it took us somewhere like t- two and a half to three hours, so I understand. <laughs> Yeah. Me and me and Kiara watched this together. Uh okay, we need to start before we get into the fucking whatever camp activities, who cares? We need to talk about the opening credits. Um Yeah. Uh Kiara, you made a special note while we were watching this. Oh God, I'm so it's such a funny and like the worst way possible like whenever things use like different languages writing systems as an aesthetic thing i like this movie is literally like there could be more to this too but like i just in my notes have this one word written down the sea of methensters like like m theta n s t sigma r s God, <laughs> and then I, I don't know just like the whole 
and, and the ending credits too is the same thing with all the names. I'm just obsessed with like taking that literally. It is like fan stick. It's literally always funny. <laughs> God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and it, like it's the same. This leads into the second thing, which is how they say Thalia's name in this movie. Yeah. Right? Which. Like- me and Kiara had like we would have taken like two hours to watch this maybe if we hadn't spent like an extra 30 minutes looking into like how the fuck <laughs> this works god god no yeah I I think it was like it was kind of a bit of like a like like oh Jacqueline you were right oh I was right oh actually maybe the movie's right oh actually like there's just fucking 10 ways to like say her name like who fucking knows the Wikipedia page, it's so weird. Uh, there's, like, pronunciations I never even thought of for the Muse before on there. Uh, let me look it up again to see. They have the two pronunciations they have on, like, in, in Greek mythology, and then they have in, like, the International Phonetic Alphabet, um, Thalia or Thalia, which I've never in my life have huh. heard. But then if you take the, which, of course, this isn't always going to be accurate, but if you copy the ancient, like, Greek and like with the modern Greek letters and then put it into Google Translate put on like the the like audio from like modern Greek uh-huh. it will be like Thalia but then like then also there's like I don't know I mean of course and there's a bunch of people online well actually I pronounce my name this way I pronounce my name this way <laughs> and then oh <laughs> like and then there's also like the matter of like if it's a tha versus a ta even like regardless of the vowels and the emphasis where like in ancient Greek apparently even though in modern Greek, theta is pronounced as a th sound, um, like a, a dental voiceless fricative. Um, in, um, in like um, ancient Greek, apparently it was an aspirated, like a uh, uh, voiceless uh, dent- uh, dental stop. So like a, a t sound, just like our like T sound in English. Yeah. So I, you know, who fucking knows? Sure, <laughs> they can just say whatever. I guess I love that. Like in the opening scene, there's like multiple, like three different people pronounce their names slightly different ways. It's like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> the the opening scene is like it's incredible for that reason, and also for the fact that it made me think my TV was broken. <laughs> oh, like because the lighting is so fucked, you cannot see <laughs> really anything bad. that's happening. So I like I thought, oh god, has something happened to my TV? Was it broken when I moved recently? And I backed out and put on, like, a different thing to say, oh, no, it looks fine now. Uh, and then I watched that thing for half an hour instead of watching Sea of Monsters. God, <laughs> what did you watch instead? Uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. You know what? That's a better movie, probably. It definitely is. God, you watched... Wait, okay, never mind. We can't get into this. Uh, <laughs> what a weird fucking... Okay, so then Thalia transforms into a tree. This is one of the things that, like... There's a lot of things about this movie that are fucked because of Lightning Thief being such a disaster. Uh-huh. And I feel like this is one of them where, like, we lose what was, the, like, really cool visual from the books of, like, the lone tree standing on top of this cool hill protecting the camp. And it's just, like, another tree in the woods. Yeah, because the problem is that, like, okay, I think that this movie does some work to alleviate the problem we had. Where, like, last movie, like, we were like, this looks like a fucking, like, like military freaks will send their teens here for us for like a weekend to like do like historical reenactments and like do some like high intensity training or whatever yes exactly um, now it looks like a little bit more like an activity summer camp thing um 
so I think there was like some done to remedy that but you're right in that like it has no visual appeal it's just another tree and also her face is at the bottom of it it grows out of her so fucking weird well, that's the only way you can tell that it's her <laughs> people would lose track of it otherwise god I know I expected it more to be like um like you know like in all of those like I mean I guess this is what I always visualized it as like more like all those like statues and sculptures you can see of like um I think it's like Daphne or whatever in Greek mythology where it's like coming out of her hands and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. I just think it would have been really funny if at the end of the movie they had to go around like a dozen different trees putting the golden fleece on it just to see which one works. (laughs) (laughs) If Luke had just poisoned multiple trees that would have worked. (laughs) They would have put it on the wrong one. God if he just poisoned the wrong fucking tree though. (laughs) Or wait. Was it even Luke who poisoned it? Because we know that in the books it was the spy who poisoned it. But Oh shit. Which, which also fuck, but um I never like, put that together. But <laughs> but like there is no spy role in this movie. I assume that like Luke literally came onto camp with the bull and poisoned the tree then. Like that's what and he was the, there to do. I I guess so, but then he appears to Percy in a vision. Does he? I think is that a vision that he appears to Percy in, where he's like when, like just after the bull. I I think so. When he's like, "Oh, Chiron didn't tell you about the fucking prophecy." I think so. It's like a vision, right? I thought he was just literally there, and like the bull was a distraction, so he could just go and poison the tree. Kiara, what was your take? I yeah, I thought it was a vision too. I'm not sure why. Uh, It was just my yeah. I mean, Percy spends, like, a third of his life having visions in the book, so that's not unreasonable. Yeah, I'm so angry. Okay. I'm so fucking angry about, okay, this opening with, like, oh, light him up, 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 yeah. light him the fucking, like, follow boy ass, oh, we're gonna play the fucking high-intensity pop music, we're gonna do, like, a weird climbing challenge, and they... They intro and like, oh, this brunette white girl, you know, she comes in, she's athletic, she's climbing up the thing. I'm like, oh, it's Annabeth or something. They did Annabeth, but like made her brunette. Uh, and then, no, it was fucking Clarice. I screamed. I. <laughs> Clarice here is shorter than Percy. She's thin. She's like conventionally attractive person. If if Clarice in your sh- in your like Percy Jackson adaptation is not like an absolute fucking unit, what are you doing? So true. The thing is that like she's shorter than Percy. She's shorter than Percy, and like it's. There's, I don't know. There's so much wrong with this characterization of her as well, because yeah. like again to go back to Lightning Thief fucking this movie over to an extent. There's no reason for her to hate him. Like she wa- she bullies him a bit in the first book, but the real like the real wedge is that's driven between them is Percy stabbed her dad. Yeah. But like that didn't happen, so she's just being a little shit for no reason. Also, can we talk about how old everyone is? <laughs> God, when because- when when the Oracle of Delphi is like, oh, the half blood of the ancient god shall reach twenty against our lords, and I'm like, fuck, has he not already? <laughs> I was like so fucking taken aback because, like, of course they're not pretending this kid isn't sixteen yet, but like, because I was like, oh, they're gonna do the entire series in this one movie was what I was convinced of, and yeah. they kind of did. 
But, yeah, a little bit. But also, they, like, set, still set up for sequel hooks. But anyway, I was like, oh, Percy must be, like, 19 here. But it seems like he's not quite yet. Definitely like, not. He's supposed to be younger than that. And also, why is there, like, a like a Chad Seder? Why is there, like, a... <laughs> oh, like, I, should I, like... Is it okay to jump ahead while we're talking? Because, cause yeah. like... The, the structure's already falling apart. Don't worry about it. Because, like, I can't stop thinking about... They had, like, that fucking satyr... Like, the Clarice just later on, like, when, like... When, um, Percy's like, oh, where's, like, whoever or whatever? I forget his name. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, you know, we, uh, we met the the hydra earlier we killed it like a bit like you know not before losing him or something like that it's just like he just dies off screen and she says it in the most casual way ever we get so and much set up like, for what? the wojak centaur and then he's just murked off screen <laughs> and she doesn't give a fuck <laughs> it's not like they're friends he's just some dude like her only friends on this journey are her fucking are like Reardon the confederate soldier the quirky <laughs> the, the quirky confederate soldier who makes jokes that he's very to relatable also God. his name is Reardon which is uh, etymologically related to like Riordan so I, I was terrified that that was what they were doing I didn't want to look it up in case it was true I'm almost certain this is like a tribute to him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What an amazing tribute. Who wouldn't want to be a Confederate soldier? God. Okay, can I, I say something positive about this movie? Go ahead, yeah. Because I, I do have some notes in here that are positive. There are bits of this movie that I like. Go ahead, yep, yep. Uh, adding Mr. D, good. Having having like Chiron in the last movie be like an amalgamation of his character from the books and Mr. D was like he just came across as completely unhinged so like thank you for delineating them back out into separate characters stanley tucci is doing his best with the material i thought the crack about how like the christians have a guy who can do the water the wine into water thing in reverse thing was actually kind of funny so not not the worst mr d they could have done i, I don't think he's that terrible dionysus is good i i think or like you know decent i thought you know the joke where he like stole their like plans or whatever wrote it on his hand that was kind of funny um yeah i mean that makes no sense if you think about it because he makes he wouldn't give a fuck about making a good impression on these people by stealing an idea but it's funny in the moment no yeah and they do kind of undermine the pacing of the joke in the scene itself but anyway but they do <laughs> they have some new actors for this movie that pierce brosnan was uh chiron in the first movie and i guess they couldn't uh afford him anymore uh so <laughs> they replaced him with uh like less charismatic pierce brosnan aka anthony stewart head uh and i don't i don't mind this guy as chiron he's fine it's, but it's like I, I wonder how much of that is his performance and how much is, like, he's not wearing a weird, like, leather gimp vest and the centaur effect has improved slightly so he can actually, like, move his hands naturally instead of just keeping his arms folded at all times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But the thing is, Mr. D appearing in this movie just makes me think that, like, they had, like, done, like, a Dragon Ball Z fusion dance in the last movie. <laughs> And that, like, Stanley Tucci and Anthony Head together fuse into Pierce Rosnan. Oh my god. 
<laughs> this is my belief. There's no other way to read it, I think. This is oh, canon. S- speaking of actors in this movie, uh-huh. should Hermes? Oh, uh, I, again, I didn't mind this. Okay. We've got Nathan Fillion as Hermes, and I think that's, if you want to go for someone who is, like, likable, but also kind of a shitbag, there are worse people to go for than Nathan Fillion. You're about to bring up some kind of horrible allegation associated with him, aren't you? I can no, feel it in my bones. No, <laughs> no God. No, certainly not. Uh, Nathan Fillion, beloved actor, uh, famous for Dr. Horrible, I think. Uh, and that's basically it. Like, I, I agree. Like, this is, like, he's playing into, like, his fucking, like, smarmiest asshole, like... Oh, definitely. ...performance that he can. Because they make no, like presumptions that we will want to like Hermes or that we want to think he's like a cool guy. They just uh what was the comparison you made, Kiara? Oh, he's like I don't know, he's like some weird like Jeff Bezos guy, like, yeah, this is my Amazon warehouse. Such cool things, right? Right? (laughs) God. Yeah, it's they just do that. They just make him the worst piece of shit in the world. Oh, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. And there are some like nice touches in the scene with him. We've jumped so far ahead, but there are some nice it's touches fine. in the scene with him as well. Like the the shot where he like walks through the door from the UPS office, and then they're in the warehouse, and he's suddenly in like a suit and stuff. That was kind of slick. That looked nice. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Uh, and also the the crack about um, Hercules the Immortal, whatever the fuck, being cancelled after one season. That's that's kind of cute. I'll give him that one. The vibes he had made me feel like he was going to be like, ah, the liberals canceled it. (laughs) But not out of the question with, uh, fuck, we'll get into probably all the jokes about political correctness in this movie. There are so many. (laughs) God. Um, but there, yeah, there's the Chad Sater at the beginning. Uh, my songs know what you did in the dark. Percy has a, is a different character now in this movie. He's, He's a different character, and he actually has, like, a semi-coherent character arc across the movie that's not from the books, which I find yeah. kind of impressive for how terrible these are. It's coherent and incoherent at the same time. Like, there are so many moments where you can kind of feel like, oh, this should be a big moment for Percy's imposter syndrome character arc, but it just doesn't really grapple with how he actually feels about it. Like, by the end, the theme has changed to be about, like take fate into your own hands or whatever i mean i feel like that kind of works because part of like why he's asking about the prophecy in the first place is i feel like you know he felt like he was just someone who'd gotten lucky so he wanted that external validation and then by by the end he learns that he shouldn't take meaning from that and should um value himself that being yeah. said he doesn't have this emotional revelation annabeth has it for him so it's all fucks. Well, Annabeth in this movie is, of course, not a character. Oh, she's uh, just not. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, okay, she has a character. Uh, her character is. Let me check the notes. Uh, they've done a little bit of changing. Uh, it, it, it's fine. It's fine to change things. Uh, I'm checking my notes. Checking my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like Annabeth's character in this movie is that she is. Or uh, she's sorry. Uh, she's racist. She's racist yeah. now. She's I, Liam Neeson. 
she's like Clint Eastwood if Clint Eastwood was a girl boss. <laughs> I, but okay, I do kind of like Percy's character arc because like it is like because f- like you can't disguise the fact that he is like like he looked kind of young in the first one like and then it's like three years later and mm-hmm. he looks like twenty seven now and like it's kind of incredible that Logan Lerman simultaneously like looks like a child but also is completely unconvincing trying to play a teenager (laughs) it's really true (laughs) uh but yeah so like i think them changing it so he's like been at camp for like a few years now it seems like yeah yeah and like him being like i'm a what hit one one hit wonder i'm a screw up you know it's it's fun i guess yeah definitely uh do we want to take a, a quick aside to talk about who directed this movie? Sure, I don't know anything about this. Okay, well then I have a question for you, Jane. Alright. You sent me a message today uh, at, uh, let me see, I believe it was 10.34am, uh, where you said, okay, I see the Expanse connection. What did you mean by this? Uh, what I meant by this is that the uh, Oracle of Delphi in this movie is voiced by um, Shora Agdashlu. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Who plays the character Christian Avasarali in The Expanse, who is, like, this absolutely, like, ruthless scumbag politician, like, magnificent bastard-style backstabber who you kind of love to hate, uh, who has a bunch of compilations on Prime Video's channel about her being a girl boss. Oh, my God. It's... uh, (laughs) But anyway, yeah, she's in this movie. Well, uh, hell yeah, I suppose. I I I want to talk about Thor Freudenthal. Okay. Uh, uh, Thor Freudenthal uh, were, uh, directed Diary of a Wimpy Kid, uh, 2010. Uh, the famous movie Hotel for Dogs as well, before that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> hit after he also, hit. Uh-huh. Um, he also directed... Uh, th- 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 he did some TV. Uh, uh did lots of arrow some of actually some pretty good episodes of arrow uh the flash uh a pretty bad episode of supergirl (laughs) um a decent episode of legends of tomorrow and then uh three episodes of the expanse oh shit uh i'm gonna read these names to you and you can tell me what you think of these episodes i guess okay uh caliban's war uh that's i think the season two finale which is a banger that's a good one uh, assured destruction. That's the one where, like, just it's the entire episode is Earth and Mars pointing giant nuclear weapons at each other, and it's really tense and fun. Uh, and reload. Oh, that's a fun one. They they rest the crew of the main ship rescue some some Martians who then try to shoot them and take them over the ship. That's a good episode. <laughs> well, that's fun. You know, I'm glad. I, I so I guess my question is, uh, what happened? Uh, <laughs> Uh, or I guess what, like, not even what happened to make him worse, what happened to make him, like, good. I think he found his comfort zone, because, like, this, I, I, this is kind of an insult, but a lot of this feels like a TV movie. Very, very little is done, like, in an interesting way with any of the cinematography or anything like that. Yeah. It just, it feels... Yeah. The, the opening, couple, like, 20 minutes in particular, feels like the opening to a fairly cheap, like, fantasy TV show. If this was on the CW... Yes! Like, 
I could see this being like the new Riverdale. That's I, I was thinking that when fucking Light Them Up was playing at the start. Like they they have this the list of CW like mandated pop songs up that they have to edit in at some point. They have to put in Imagine Dragons while Percy <laughs> and Annabeth are getting hot and heavy. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would happen. You're right. Uh, you're right. I I think you're gonna like speak this into existence. They're gonna make an edgy Percy Jackson show where they're aged up and it's like the future. Oh god. I think they're casting a 12-year-old for the Disney Plus show, so I think we're safe for now. God bless. God, that's good. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I have to say, coming back to the movie instead of talking about fucking Thor Frenthal or whatever, what do you all think of Tyson? Should have been cut. Like, if if you're just going to, like, remove all of his backstory with Percy and remove all of the, like... If you're going to remove all of the, like, coding that Rick put in, and instead of, instead of you know, like, trying to build on the idea that was there and make it less, like, horrendously executed than it was in the book, if you're just going to strip all of that out and make him a completely new character, at that point, just bin him. Because you've already got Grover at the start of this movie. You don't need another person on the crew. <laughs> just, just cut him. Yes, the fans would be pissed off, but who cares? I also just think, like, they just didn't, like... I don't god they just the it was just unpleasant to watch so many of the scenes just like the way people treated him like of course I know like there are like aspects of that and like the book and stuff but I just feel like like it wasn't like I don't know like framed in a way that it's like that's bad really it was just like ha 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 we're like like wow this guy has one eye and we're being weird about it right in front of him like but also Percy's normal guy. He's normal. He's good. Like, yeah. like, I don't know. Yep. Because Percy doesn't have, like, any history with Tyson, he's just a huge asshole to him at the start, which sucks. Yeah. And also, this is where Annabeth Racist comes in. Um, she, uh, of course, it ultimately uh, ends with her determining that Tyson is one of the good ones, and so she can trust him. Shh. I love that, that we get this because she sees one of the quote-unquote bad ones. That's, that's what, like, triggers this epiphany for her. Which is, like, a giant cyclops who, whether it's due to the lighting or whatever, looks like he has much darker skin than Tyson, who is extremely stupid and uncouth. And that's what makes Annabeth realize, oh no, Tyson isn't that bad, really. God, it's yeah. extremely horrific. Yeah. It's it's fucking terrible. The actor is not even that good. Like, there's no charisma there. I don't know. Hey, speaking of, uh, uh-huh. I, I feel like any time that I like dip my toe into like Percy Jackson fan communities, sure, I will see a post that is like, the movies may not be that good, but can we just take a moment to appreciate Logan Love and his Percy Jackson? Uh... And I feel like. No. No. Like I'm sure it's not his fault, but like he's his performance is completely nothing. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People I this is completely true. People are always saying shit like, oh you gotta hand it to Logan Lerman for being such a perfect casting choice. It's like like no. <laughs> he's not He's, he's just, just a boy. Like, I feel like Sorry, if man. this movie 
had come out like 10 years later, it'd be like, oh, Timothy Chalamet as <laughs> Percy Jackson. Oops, just Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet is the is the main character in the in the new Dune movie. Uh, was in oh, I think yeah. Call Me by Your Name. Um, yeah, no, and, fuck yeah, no, I see it. And also, uh, uh, is playing uh, Willy Wonka in the new Willy Wonka uh. origin story movie. <laughs> Jesus. So, you know. Okay, that, let's let's try and refocus. Let's try and get slightly back on track um so do you want to talk about the like the fucking politically correct stuff throughout this movie yeah yeah let's let's do that god can you explain what you mean uh yeah yeah so i think one of the first instances is like like also on the topic of people being an asshole to tyson um is like like oh my god like is he like a cyclops or whatever i don't know if like I think Percy might have said that or like mm-hmm. I don't remember. It doesn't even fucking matter. But um but then like Grover's like actually I think the politically correct term is actually oc- ocularly impaired. And then like that same joke gets repeated later like word for word. No, no it's like because wait- I don't think it's being played for a joke later. I think it's meant to be like a meaningful moment where like oh Percy's beginning to care about Tyson so he corrects Annabeth <laughs> right. on her racist assumption. I got right. And- and then it got and then it gets brought back a third time this time not for Tyson but instead right. f- instead for the dead confederate soldiers um right. god when percy <laughs> when percy's like oh it's zombies and clarice says i think they actually prefer dead confederate soldiers whose lives were given in tribute to ares and and then one of and then one of the fucking one of them fucking comes up behind her and is like, actually, I like zombies, and is like, okay. Uh, ha ha! Thank you, witty Confederate soldier named Reardon. Very cool. <laughs> if there's one group of people in society who get too much of a hard time, it's people who like the Confederacy. God, ah, why is Chris Rodriguez white? God, I, that, say, I, should, I guess I should look up this actor. That didn't I, even register. I think they made Chris Rodriguez white. Is this is my, I, because they have they have all the kids who turn and stuff in this movie, and they have them all just like, oh, there's Silena, there's, <laughs> God, but Silena doesn't even get a fucking like speaking role. Yeah, yeah don't they wor- just like mention she's there. Don't worry about it. Just like, like completely like kibosh the idea of having her incredible death scene from the last book just sink that idea in the second movie why don't you <laughs> god. god i like the idea of someone that like goes to watch this movie like to oh i finished the second percy jackson book today I'll go watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i i don't know i keep thinking also about like selena like she literally didn't do like anything mm. like i think like Ethan, though, at least did, like, one tiny thing, it seems, but they don't even, like, mention his character. Like, when they make the list of, oh, these people are here with, like, I don't even, like, I don't know, it's just kind of funny, vaguely, I don't know. I That moment was, like, such great whiplash for me, because it was like, okay, there's Chris Rodriguez. Oh, Ethan Nakamura, nice, they're introducing him a bit earlier, like we said they, that he should have been in the books. That That's good, they can build him a bit earlier. What the fuck do you mean Silene is here? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
doesn't fucking matter because none of them are characters. God. They're just they're just people wearing leather jackets and all wielding nightsticks for some reason. <laughs> and yeah. And there's like a part where it looks like all three of those characters are going to get into a big fight on the boat, and Chris does a fight, and Ethan does a little bit of a fight, and then Silena doesn't appear. Like I know, like we've mentioned this, but I need to reiterate that there isn't even a moment where it's like Annabeth gets a girl to fight, which is like what the you would want at the minimum, I think. Yeah, that, uh, that would be like what you would expect from a shitty movie like that. But they failed at even that. Yeah, yeah, I. This movie sucks. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all the scenes with like I don't know all like the girls like there's just like they don't do like I don't know. There's like. Like, Clarice, it's like, oh, she's manning this whole, like, warship, but then, like, oh, it's actually Percy that's the one that's, like, shooting up the stuff within Christmas. God. Like, 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 I think she could have figured that much out. Like, it was just, yeah, like, probably. a cannon. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know. And then, like, I don't know. Even just, like, silly things. Like, I'm so obsessed with at the end that it's, like, they put the fleece on, like, the tree and then... It's like a whole day later, and then Grover comes <laughs> to Percy. It's like, oh, you gotta see what Annabeth like found out last night. Like as if this wasn't urgent. As if this like didn't happen like, right after the event they had, where like all the people were there, where they put the fleece on. Like, oh yeah, Annabeth happened to last night. Like, wow, surprise! Talia's here now. Like, it's just like all of this happens off screen, and also just. Neither Talia or Annabeth really gets to, like, have any actual, like, on-screen role in that playing out. People's reactions to Thalia, like, emotionally are, like, incomprehensible in this movie. Because we start out (laughs) and we get her backstory, and then immediately we cut back to camp with a voiceover of Percy saying, Thalia's story inspires me every day. What the fuck are you talking about, my dude? That, what do you mean? That is, I assume, is there so they can justify that Percy is narrating it, right? Like, the, there's no other reason for him to say that. Sure. And then, like, later on, like, Annabeth, like, just, like, says the words, like, it feels like, like, she, like, goes to the tree as it's poison, and she's like, it feels like she's dying all over again, and, like, the fucking flattest delivery ever, and it's like, thank you for just, like, telling me her emotional state, and never having to deal with it again. I, I, uh, It's so incredibly fucked up that, like, in this, like, like, of course, like, in this, they, like, had a younger actress for her, like, you know, like, when she and then just like i i know obviously i guess in real life this might be what it would be like to be in a coma or something but still it's very incredibly disturbing to think about like it's just like oh did i fall asleep and she wakes up and she's like a full fucking like i don't know 19 year old or something like when she like died when she's 12 i think like horrifying i think that is actually consistent with the books i think um thalia was a bit older when she came out of the tree in titan's curse oh yeah for sure but like i feel like with them actually making them look 12 yeah in the, you know it's like a lot more of a time frame well it's like even more fuck knows horrifying. what they look like <laughs> also like the thing is is that like thalia didn't age that much in the books i don't think like i think she right. was mm-hmm. still kind of like about the same age as like 
She was 15, uh, I think. She was 15 because she was, like, Luke's age at first, but then she, like, didn't age as much and became, like, Annabeth mm-hmm. and Percy's age. Um, yeah. And, yeah, she's 15 because she never got to 16, right? Okay, I forgot. Uh, thank you for the reminder. Um, and But, like, here it's, like, they had to age her up, like, more than that because it's, like, she got, went from, like, 12 to, like, 20 because you couldn't, like, recognizably put, like the same actor against these fucking like 30 year olds <laughs> God. can oh. i talk about two words that are brought up in this movie please They're like they fuck me up they shake the universe to its core and are never addressed or brought up again okay so at one point at camp percy mentions demi titans <laughs> wait does he yes he, what the fuck? He refers to like Luke's lot as demi titans. Does but like what? we we that's something that's like never addressed anywhere else. Is like, do the titans have like kids with humans? Like we know what's going the on titans... with them. What the fuck? Okay, because like obviously he means that like I don't know sardonically or whatever, but or like sarcastically. But like, why does he say that? Because the I, Titans like aren't a threat in this series until now. Exactly. I mean, I can't even tell if it's delivered sarcastically or sardonically because it's just flatly delivered. Right. One thing I will say for this movie, uh, because it does have some parts that are like, wow, that's pretty cool, actually. Um, when I think like the um, Percy goes to the Oracle to like get the prophecy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this really nice, like, animated, like, stained glass. Um, yeah, like, it looks nice. The actual animation is quite cheap and dodgy, I think. Oh yeah, no, I don't think it's like good animation. I just think like conceptually, like, <laughs> it's fun. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Agree. It, it's just like, wow, I never would have thought of doing that, and it's like, well. Maybe they didn't do the best job, but you know what? They did something original in this movie. Yeah, there's actually a couple of things about like that with Percy's powers. Yeah, like there's the moment where he's he's like he's killing the bull, so he like uncaps his pen and he throws it in there as it's turning into Riptide. Yeah, so it like fits inside and then it grows into a sword and kills it. That's cool. That's fun. I that like it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the boat when he's like trying to reach his bags to get the thing full of wind. So he just fucks with the waves outside to move the boat around and make it swing closer to him. Like there's some there's some creative stuff in here. Percy using his powers is fun in this movie. It also looks so bad and unimpressive every <laughs> single time because he does the fucking like Jedi like force, like he's sticking his hand out to try and like grab the waves with it's like why is are you making him do that? Like just have it like fucking happen as he's like I don't know. Don't make him do the fucking, like, oh, I'm sticking my hand out. I'm using my powers. I'm sticking my <laughs> hand out to use my powers. Like, you don't need that. It undercuts it. Just a little yeah. bit. Ugh. This movie fucking sucks. The mist. Oh, God. Yeah, they just, the fucking, like, the, 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 just, like, the combo of, like, we are being really rude to Tyson and no one is challenging this. And also, this, we know this is an excuse for, like, we don't have to do the really bad CGI. Yeah. Both of those things are true. I uh, I I don't hate this as just like a way to introduce the mist because it was just left out of the last movie. 
Like just the idea oh, of right, having right. a spray that makes things look relatively normal to mortals. That's not terrible. The way it's used I've... is fucking terrible though, you're right. Yeah. I fucking hate it. They didn't have to do it. Because like <laughs> what they could have done was just have the because like in the books the thing with Percy is that he can't like really see that Tyson ha- only has one eye because even mm-hmm. he's kind of scared by the mist. Yeah. Like just have it be like that. Have because like we see for a moment the start, like we see through Tyson's like eye and see that it's kind of weird. Then like have him introduced, have we have like the audience see like, oh, he has two eyes, but then have a moment where it's like, Oh, but Percy, don't you see? And it's like, Oh, wait, if you if you concentrate, you can see he actually only has one eye, and then like the the thing does a special thing. You know, the camera shows, Oh, wait, he actually has one eye, I'm seeing it now. But like I think if you do that, you A, don't have to show his one eye all the time, uh, don't have to give him shitty sunglasses. And Those are so shitty. Because I guess they, they have see through them. Because they have to, like, I guess they have to, like, have the big broad bit in the middle so he can see and it's not poking his eye. But it makes the sunglasses look horrendous. Right. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, and also, it doesn't have to. I, I don't know. I just hate the idea of like, oh, here's this fun little metaphor or whatever from the book. I'm going to turn it into an item. Uh, yeah. Speaking of items, I, I feel like we're running long on this, but it's fine. We can go for however fucking long we want. There is uh, so much to talk about. There's so much. Um, Hermes gives Percy an item that is just like plot. Con- continuance device. Oh, my fucking god, you're right. I, I just caught. I just realized that never comes back. No, yeah, he's just like, oh, here's some tape that if you tape something around it, the whole thing will disappear. And like, the only point for this to happen is because later on they put Percy in a jail cell, and they're like, well, how are we gonna get him out of a jail cell? <laughs> oh yeah, and that's what he's like getting the bag to swing towards him for. Yeah. So that bit is actually stupid. It's actually stupid. You were wrong for liking it. <laughs> Should we talk about the chariot? The, the the taxi that they take, like, to Washington, D.C., famous coastal city. The McElroy brothers uh, take them. <laughs> Fuck, all I the way- about that. <laughs> take them all the way there. Yeah, okay, wait. Washington, D.C., Kiara, you're better at geography than me. Is it on the coast? I mean, it's pretty close, at least. Yeah. I don't know, like, if there's, like, actual, like, ocean near it. But, like, it's definitely, like, like, near water, yes. Let me, I can look this up to be sure. Like, because they they walk from the Capitol building to the coast. I feel like you would at least need to take a bus. Probably. I mean, the thing is, maybe, like, Hermes spat them out in a different UPS store. Oh, I guess that makes sense. I don't know. The UPS product placement in this movie is wild. Oh, God, yeah. Like, how much do they get paid? Like, do they pay for this? Why the fuck would you not get Hermes product placement? Wait, what? The, uh, there's a delivery company called Hermes. I've never heard of oh, them. At least get them. Interesting. I mean, I guess maybe that's the joke, but, like, I've never heard of them before. Uh, maybe it's just a UK thing. Maybe. Uh, he does mention that his, like, jacket is Hermes. Uh, so that's kind of funny. Um, oh, so it's not too far from the water. Yeah, it's like, it's like the, like, yeah, there's like a tidal basin thing, like, that looks like you could probably walk there. All right. 
from the White House. Interesting. I I will say also about like jokes. Um, when they're on Luke's yacht, there's this part where Annabeth is like, "No, dummy, there's no such thing as a brig on a yacht." And then like <sighs> five minutes later, you Luke yells, "Take them to the brig!" And that's like a pretty good joke. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I even you know what the the bit in the brig where Percy's like, "I fucking told you they had a brig." Uh huh. That moment feels like Percy and Annabeth from the books. That kind of like back and forth sniping at each other. That actually felt like their dynamic from there. Same about the rest of the movie. Hey, how does Luke? Okay, Luke A number one. He has like a really fucked up. Okay, wait. Going back, there's a horse. Okay, there's too much to talk about. (laughs) There's so much going on with horses in this movie. I like the design of the hippocampus. That's actually, I like the hippocampus a lot, yeah. I, yeah, I enjoy it. Like, it looks good, it's a decent design, it's kind of cute. Well done. Yeah. Um, it, it, it spits on Tyson for misgendering her. Or, wait, for him. <laughs> Fuck, I did it too. You're gonna get spat on by hippocampus. I'm sorry, I did it wrong. I, I was like, oh, it's pink, I'm gonna say her because I'm a fucking misogynist, I guess. <laughs> I... Listen, folks, it's been tough today. I Our brains have been melted by this movie. But there's another thing with Horsies later, is that Luke is playing the... Did you see this, Jane? Did you see how fucked up oh, his God. chessboard was? I sure yeah. did. They, the pieces were, like, like, smooth, like... They were, like, almost completely not different other than, like, having different heights... Yeah, there it, were no horses. I that whole scene had the same energy to me as like, if I like if I go to the shop and I buy like a new Warhammer thing, I will like sit down and like play a small game of Warhammer against myself to see how it works. And like that's uh-huh. that's like completely pathetic, and yes. it's what the main villain of this movie is doing. He is playing chess against himself. With this fucked up minimalist chess board. God, <laughs> so minimalist that like you said, Kiara, there are no horsies on it. No, what hap- it's so sad. What happened to all the horsies? If anyone wants to see this lack of horsies, it's, um, I actually wrote down the timestamp just so I could look back at it to see if there were actually horses. So it's, it should be at 54 minutes and 45 or so seconds. God. <laughs> God. We'll we'll put that on the Twitter too. Jane will slap that yeah. up there. Thank you. Oh God. Uh there's a thing on the yacht too where Luke um Percy is like rides a wave off to his boat and then Luke follows him onto the wave. He's just he can just stand on the wave. <laughs> How he do that? Why can Luke walk on water? Luke Jesus confirmed. Oh God. That's why Dionysus <laughs> said that thing. That's what they're setting up when they finally do the third movie. They're, they're, they're going off um, to a different thing. They're going to go back to Circe land, find Luke crucified by Polyphemus. <laughs> but he's like not going to be there anymore. They're going to be like, what the fuck? What happened to Luke? Wait. And I will Polyphemus... see some like horrific end of Evangelion shit. Wait, wait. Jane, be quiet. 
Okay. Polyphemus famously rolls boulders in front of a cave. <gasps> He's gonna... After three days, he'll be risen. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's all coming together. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, Now that we've established that... Uh... Hey, speaking of the boat... Uh-huh. Luke has one funny line on here. Yeah. Which is when, like, oh, he's yeah. chasing Percy, and then Percy is on top of the yacht, and he just, like, stares at Percy for a second and is like, why are you walking on my roof? Stop doing that. <laughs> it's good. Luke is, like, funny in this movie. He's, he's like, they've completely abandoned any semblance of the character from the books and have just gone with, like, a smarmy villain with a yacht. But yeah. he's, like, the, the actor is doing okay. He's, like he's got a little bit of charisma to him he's he's pulling it off okay i think there was one point even with like speaking of like luke like where he just like i don't know someone mentions grover he's like who's that the satyr it's like uh i think you probably know him but um, from your like life or death uh road trip across the entire country that you had together okay that's also the scene where he hits on annabeth like unambiguously, oh, God. and that made oh, my fucking skin right. crawl. <laughs> Jesus! Like obviously, like they aged up the characters a bit, but it's so like, like having us having just gotten through the last, the fucking last Olympian, like, like tethering through, like, okay, what does it mean? Like, what does their relationship mean? What does it mean that it's like this? <laughs> like, why is it important that it isn't like a romantic based relationship at all? Uh having him just like fucking like be like oh looking good annabeth is fuck oh i don't know if that was on purpose i don't know if that was like that was supposed to be a moment that makes my skin crawl and make me think okay fuck this guy right yeah because if it was it worked i i guess so yeah uh what else do we have to talk about um, what, what do you think, what was that creature, like, that fucked up, the fucked up werewolf scorpion? Yeah, there was a fucked up werewolf scorpion. Jane, what was that, do you I think? I thought that was meant, that was like, um, Dr. Thorne from Titan's Curse. We assumed so too, but, like, he never, like, becomes <laughs> a person, or, like, talks, or, like, is named as the manticore, or, like... He's just there suddenly, and not only that, but he gets to deliver like the fucking final blow against Annabeth. <laughs> well, I think I think that is the like most compelling piece of evidence that it is supposed to be Doctor Thorne, because uh-huh. he like drags her off that cliff at the start of Titan's Curse. Right. Okay. And then he just like crumbles to dust or whatever at the end. It's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I guess that's a thing that can happen. Clarice just swats him <laughs> with a rolled up newspaper, and he dies. God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this fucking movie. Because, like, okay, because the prophecy changes, too, so it's like, oh, the cursed blade shall reap. And it's like, okay, well... (laughs) And they pay it off immediately. (laughs) Because because what happens is that Percy is fighting Kronos. And Kronos says, he looks to Percy and he says, the cursed blade... (laughs) The cursed blade. <laughs> and, and Percy is like, wait a second. I think this might be the cursed blade. And then he just kills Kronos with it. 
I love that the twist for God. the prophecy in this movie is that there is no twist. Yeah. Like all the clever little subversions that we got in Last Olympian, it's just no, the prophecy is exactly what it sounds like at face value. I like they like spell it out even like in the extra thing that like the um I forget their names, the the, the Furies, like in like the cab and stuff. Uh-huh. Like they're just like it just like spells it out. Yeah, we told you that like oh like this is the coordinates. It's, like, you know. Like, it's not just that, as like the Oracle sits down and does like a QA session with Percy about the prophecy. Like right. she she clarifies the spelling of certain words for him. <laughs> right. Because he's like, oh, <laughs> god that's so fucking funny because usually like we don't have to worry about that with like books right uh-huh. but like per- percy is like oh olympus to be preserved or raised and he's like oh i asked the oracle and she said it was raised like with a z no but that's and- that's not even an adaptational change that's a joke from last olympian one of the other demigods says that and annabeth like tells him to shut up yeah it's just they they made they they took the shitty joke from the book that was purposely bad on purpose <laughs> and told it like straight. All right, this is gonna sound weird. Okay. Uh, the inside of Carabidus's stomach. Uh, looks really nice. Oh, okay. You said something different than what I thought you were going to say. Okay. What did you think I was gonna say? I mean, okay. I'll say that it was a nice-looking like stomach, like in so far as it was like nicely done. Like, wow, it's a pretty good stomach. The the only um, good effects in this movie are like the cool rainbow stuff. They can do that. They can't do anything else. Kiara, you're breaking down over there. Uh, can you tell me why? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to spell it out for you? <laughs> I because. Jane, did you okay, so a couple of days ago, me and Kiara were looking at um pictures of Glottises, I think. Um Of what? The, the, I am in a phonetics class, right? And like and so I mean I'm in multiple phonetics classes, but um in one of them my teacher had us watch videos for part of our homework that it was like um they went through people's na- nasal cavities down to their like uh their glottis oh, like, yeah. their voice box area see so like you could see like the vibrations of it while they were talking gross it was like now this uh this video has gotten flagged as a, a adult <laughs> content on youtube i don't know what it is here that they don't want children to see <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, um mm. Uh, I don't know if um, Jacqueline wants oh to God. add whatever she wants to add to well, that. But, um... Well, Kiara is uh, is so kindly uh, letting me say instead, and by that I mean very rudely because now <laughs> the burden is on me, uh, is that um, when they showed me this video, I believe there was a comment under it, or I said it, I don't remember which one, uh, uh, Just that was just like, oh, uh, Thrussy. <laughs> uh Anyway, there was something very similar to the glottis in the stomach, uh, just kind oh, of pulsating. And yeah. So it it was very stussy, is all I'll say. The thrussy was sussy. I hate this so much. <laughs> Kiara, thank you for being on this podcast. Feel free, you know, if you need to leave. <laughs> I'm all good. Okay. <laughs> I... There, I feel like I, 
I feel like I'm being so inco- incoherent with everything I bring up, but, like, there's just, like, I just, I feel like throughout, I just took so many notes, like, I don't know, is this fucking anything? Like, I have eight pages of like notes, don't of- worry about it. God, wow. Like, I, okay. Okay, this is just sort of a random thing. There's there's no need for extended discussion about this, but I, I'm just, like, obsessed with the way that Chiron throughout it just says, like, Poseidon. <laughs> <laughs> he does. I watched you write that down in fucking IPA because he just like says like oh Zeus, Hades, Poseidon. And it's like that's not how you say that. <laughs> oh, or similarly, Luke at one point like about Chiron was like Chiron. <laughs> like I guess that's fine, but it's just fucking funny. <laughs> Okay, wait, this is reminding me, sorry, to go back, and by which I mean go forward to the fucking Kronos fight again, there's uh-huh. a part where Percy says, like, do you know who gave me this sword? And then he's like, my father, the one, or he's like, the guy who used it to kill you. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, wait, no, Pierce Brosnan gave you that sword. The, the fusion of if he'd been like your son gave it to me but the, but that hadn't been yeah. like a plot point that hadn't been like a plot point so we didn't know so he couldn't <laughs> have said that so instead he just said something that like i guess if he'd been like do you know who gave this to me so is my teacher but he got it from my uh, my teacher's a horse right <laughs> but he got it from my dad and my dad used it to kill you like maybe that wouldn't have been as impressive i get i i really hate that plot point as well uh-huh. Cause like if it was Poseidon's sword, it loses the context from the books that made it a cursed blade. Yeah. Uh and also it means that if you did ever want to do a Titan's curse movie, whoops, you accidentally took away one of the main points of conflict between Percy and Zoe already. You shot your wad on that one. God you just there's no more series to do. <laughs> yeah, but they like tried to set this up as if there was gonna be another movie. Like what would they possibly like I don't know. I feel like it's like maybe they didn't really expect to do one, but also at the same time, if like I feel like some of the trouble that came with this movie is from things in the first movie that oh definitely they didn't necessarily set up things like they just like do that a second time. <laughs> My expectation is that if this if this had gotten a third movie, um, because we saw like the lingering shot of Kronos's coffin, and because we left Luke at an ambiguous fate, I think that we would have, like, returned, like, next movie and the villain would have been Kronos Luke. Yeah, I think so. I think... Okay, so I'm not actually, like, completely against the principle of what they were trying here. Because this is... To to go back to a thread that's weirdly come up a lot this episode, uh, The Expanse. (laughs) Like, that's, that's an adaptation that, like, it chops and changes a lot of parts from the books. Like, different characters will do different things in ways that you don't expect, even if you read the books. And it kind of keeps you guessing. So I'm not against them doing a thing where they're like, okay, we're going completely off script. We're doing things that even the book readers will think are totally unexpected. It's just, you know, it did them badly and shit, and then it got cancelled. Yeah, it was just bad (laughs) is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, I think there's, like, so much room for, like, I don't know, I love to see how adaptations do things and how, like, adaptation as an art form and stuff, it's just really interesting, but, but yeah, when it's just bad, it's mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, I will CinemaSins time, I guess. 
but um <laughs> but um oh oh one other thing i i like i wanted to talk about if it's okay yeah. um is uh the <laughs> there was this one part when they were in the sea of monsters where I think Annabeth says the sea of monsters might not be in Poseidon's domain. Use his power. I. I. Yeah. Why did she? Why? Why wouldn't it be? Like, I, literally, swimming pools are. Doesn't like, Poseidon <laughs> show up in the Odyssey? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, like a major. Yeah. But like, there's also no context here for like, because like in the books they describe like, oh, the Sea of Monsters. That's the place we have to go, and it's the place where like, that it's the place where like all of the Greek heroes sailed through it, and that's where all the mm-hmm. monsters are. There's none of that context here, so it like they vaguely mention it early on, and they kind of like bring it up again, like, oh, we're here at the Sea of Monsters, and. It's just like, okay. And then later on, we discover that that was wrong because Percy can use his powers here. Right. Uh, like, God. He sees the fucking ley lines and shit. I hate that bit so much. Like, that, him being able to just literally see the map on the ocean is so much less interesting than just like, oh, he has like an intuitive sense of where he is. Yeah. And just like has it in his brain to like navigate by stars and the sun and stuff. Like the way he described it was so funny. It's like, well it's uh it's kinda like my dyslexia. <laughs> <laughs> Damn Representation lose. The Sea of Monsters fucking sucks, God. They really did know. just like whitewash any kind of anything to do with like disability from the original books, didn't they? They yeah. took all of it out, apart from that one line. <laughs> like, there's like the part. Oh, there's the one part where like the, they go to the UPS store and it re- rearranges itself to be like the OPS store instead. Which I don't know why I did all the rearranging. It was only like one letter, but like. <laughs> It's like, oh, Olympian Postal Service. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. I have to say that, like... Okay, wait, the Kronos design also sucks so bad. It sucks, and it's really weird in the way that it sucks. Because we already had in Lightning Thief, Hades is basically, like... He's coded as Satan. Yes. He shows up in his god form, he has horns, he lives in a version of Hades which is just hell... And then we get Kronos in this movie, and he's just Satan again. Right. It's like, almost the exact same, like... <laughs> like, it's... All, they, they, they could have just used the same model and, like, added some, like, small elements to it. Or, like, removed some, actually, because this design is so, like, simplistic in, like, a really bad way. Yeah, no, at least the Hades one had some, like, smoke particle effects on it. Yeah. It's, like, this the is... devil and then the super devil. Well, okay... And also, like, while they're there at Circe Land, when they're going to find Polyphemus, um, they get on a ride, and Percy and Annabeth start singing It's a Small World. I I almost like that bit. If it was just, like, Percy singing It's a Small World on this creepy ride to try and freak people out, that would have been funny. But when they both started singing it, that just made it weird. Also, the question is, though, like, me and Jacqueline looked this up, and... I think that this movie was like a 21st century Fox yeah. movie, I think, but they weren't purchased by Disney yet. Do they have to pay royalties? <laughs> <laughs> or... Oh, God, I hope so. That'd be so fucking funny. 
I don't know. Grover, hey, Grover, he's still a nothing character. He's still just kind of a vaguely racist caricature. Yeah. He's just introduced with like, hey, he was gambling on uh, the weird camp event. Ha ha. He asks Annabeth. What type he almost said, bitch? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if this has anything to do with the racial stereotype, but he did ask Annabeth to lick his hooves at one point. What? I missed that. No, it's like there's a bit where Annabeth is like, "Oh, I would rather lick a cloven hoof than listen to Clarice about anything," and Grover like leans over and goes, "Is that an offer?" What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, I hate this movie so much. (laughs) I like, I I think I'm souring on it as we talk. (laughs) It's like it's like finely woven milk. But it's like someone left it out in the sun, like while we were talking about this, so I can feel the smell like coming into my eyes. <laughs> That's what this movie is to me. I do we have anything else to say about this movie? Or are we done? I like the only things I have are just like absolutely like little nothing things, like like I don't know the the Ganymede ads about like seatbelt PSAs, and that Annabeth has an iPad. <laughs> That, that, <laughs> that's about it she has a, an ipad with like spinning graphics of all the greek items with like <laughs> fake little diagrams that pop up to like identify different parts of them yeah. people were right about seinfeld um yeah and the ganymede ads were like those were kind of funny actually i was kind of the, those I, were kind I, of I, cute I kind of liked the costume was terrible though yeah i yeah <laughs> but it kind of gave it that vibe of like local tv commercial i guess that's true right yeah i don't know i don't have that much left either i don't know like there was so much soft vor there's also hard vor don't don't forget a bunch of luke's guys got eaten by polyphemus i guess that's true but like oh it's not on screen uh yeah i think i'm also out of anything to say that's not just like Kicking it repeatedly for smaller stuff. What do we do now? Wait patiently for the third movie. I Jesus Christ! <laughs> I I have to. Ow! Fuck! I bit my lip. This movie sucks. Um. <laughs> I I have to say, as much as like bad as this movie was, I I enjoyed like watching it and talking about it with the two of you. Oh, it's absolutely, like, I think it definitely falls into the realm of, like, entertaining bad. Like, yeah. so much of it is so fucked and bizarre and why did you choose to do this this way that it's interesting to watch just for that. Yeah. God, yeah. Wait, shit, fuck. I just realized I had, like, two more little tiny notes. This, These are not closing thoughts on the movie. I'm just like, I'm just like, is this anything? Is this anything? Go ahead. Um, the... Demi Google. Demi Google. That is used. Um, and then also Grover at one point says that both DC and Olympus are full of dudes in power who only care about themselves. It's like, oh, thank you, Grover. Shit. Very based. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. If you think, like, yeah. I guess. If you think about it, this might be. This is such a. This is a very political movie. It's very of its era. <laughs> it's. God. You know what? Seven out of ten. <laughs> Thank you. Do we do segments at the end of these? We don't have 
none of these people are gay. Everyone's Wait, so straight in this movie. No, I just realized it's such a nothing scene that we like completely forgot about the bit where Annabeth dies. Wait. Wait. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't even I don't even remember how that resolves. They just put the golden fleece on her like 30 seconds later. Like, oh my god, Annabeth, no, don't go. Oh wait, we have this thing that can heal anyone. Right. Because <laughs> we, we referenced it while we were talking about fucking Dr. Thorne or whatever. But like, what the fuck? It's this... just, she just runs up and goes, oh, Percy. And then it just comes out of nowhere and like drops her. It's so fucking funny. Percy, I've <laughs> realized I shouldn't be so fucking bigoted <laughs> no there's just like no emotional weight to like any death in this movie like oh haha yeah that like satyr guy he just fucking died yeah ha, ha, ha. Or, like and then i don't know it's just like the total lack of like emotions actually like if with people about talia or anything like oh yeah this uh this happened last night yeah <laughs> and then like, like and I don't know, just, like, I keep thinking about, like, I think you're right that if there was a third movie, the way they might have been setting it up for, like, ooh, like a Luke Kronos thing, and that would have been really fucking funny, because that would have mean there'd be, like, they'd do the same thing twice with, like, you thought I was dead? Well, you know, I'm back, first. Hey, hey, <laughs> he, he says that, like, oh, next time you throw a demigod into the Hudson River, make sure he can't swim. But, like, he kicked you like three miles laterally and then you fell another mile. Like, I can swim is not a resolution to that. No. no. He shows up so nonchalantly. <laughs> it really is just A to B to C. I also love that his costume yeah. is so forgettable that like I wouldn't have known it was Luke if I didn't have subtitles on. No. <laughs> no, I don't know. I gotta say pretty bad movie uh everyone thank you for listening thank you everyone yay thank you kiara do you have any final words for our, our viewers at home uh to leave them on uh as um as they go into the stark the stark season i oh god so you're putting too much pressure on <laughs> any final any um, like glimmers of hope you can give to them in these trying times i think we can be so hopeful that they are not making this new Percy Jackson show into a thing of a, a CW edgy. <laughs> I like, I like when I'm so grateful that Jane told me that the main character is 12. So I think we all have that look to look forward to. Yeah. I, like at least the lack of something to look forward to at the very least. And if, and if looking forward to a lack of something doesn't tell you about where we are right now. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't I don't know what it does. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh I, I've had a great time today. Um if you'd like to reach the show, you can check us out on Wise Girls on Twitter, twitter.com slash girls There you got all our links to our Discord server, uh Patreon, email, all that shit. Uh, if you want to help us out, you can uh, leave us a five-star rating review. Um, tell your friends always really helps. Um, you can uh, go and uh, get us on Patreon, patreon.com slash unwisegirls. Uh, there, for a dollar a month, you get uh, a very special role in our Discord server of Camp Counselor. 
for three dollars a month you get the role of friend of dionysus as well as all of our bonus content we do things like talk about a lot of horror stuff this season as well as like homestuck and doctor who for five dollars a month you get the specialist role of aphrodite's chosen all of the bonus content and also a shout out at the end of episodes Speaking of which, this week we'd like to thank Mercy, Veronica, Friend, and Erica. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And uh, Kiara, do you want to plug like your Twitter, Tumblr, art, or anything like that? Oh, shit. Um, I have not updated my art Tumblr in like over a year, so don't judge me for my <laughs> art on there. But if you want to see my art, you can see it at... Oh, this is fucked up because it's pronounced chiaroscura.tumblr.com, but it's K-J-A-R-O-S-K-U-R-A. I need to get better at um, marketable names, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, you can find me there if you want. Thank you. Hell yeah. Um, and as we always say, at the end of every single episode... See you next week, Camp Half-Blood. See you next week, Camp Half-Blood. Bye-bye. Bye.